Clean the seats. Not yet. The days of dial-up, MP3 players, and Tamagotchi are in the past. Millennials aren't kids anymore. The oldest millennial is 40 years old, and honestly, shit's getting kind of scary out here. Here it is, Millennial America, with Isaac, Holly, and Kirsten. Hello! peoples like it's just like that i have recently been thinking like i want to do a little something crazy with my hair but i don't know what i figured i'd wait till after your wedding so i don't look like a punk rocker uh, well i don't know you're being married to a punk rocker kirsten did i tell you that i'm the priest at their wedding uh, well, you can. I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want. You're not a priest, um, but you can tell me that you would be officiate. Officiant. That's much better. I didn't really know what word to use. Officiant. No, I know. But I didn't at first. Because no, you know, there will be no religion involved. No. That's right. It's completely secular. It's completely sexual. That's what she meant to say. Sexual. <laughs> Come to my wedding and watch us get sexual. Mm. Just kidding. Oh my God. His parents would fall over. That's awkward. That's awkward. Oh, Christina, you look really pretty. Thank <coughs> you. I did my hair. I put on makeup. I did too. Your eyebrows look. I did okay. my hair too, I'm but you can't really tell because I need a haircut. Today I washed and blue dry and straightened my hair. Nice. I only usually just do one of those. <laughs> hmm. Kirsten's getting feedback. You're hearing yeah. yourself. Before we get started, I'll make sure we fix that. Actually, it sounds like it has self-corrected and I don't hear myself anymore. Thank God, because I was afraid oh, that we were about to have to use headphones and that was gonna be so sad because I love the, the ear freedom. Millennial American listeners don't know the about ear our ears. Freedom. Yeah, I do not have ear freedom, but that's okay. Ooh, my feedback may have come back in. That's oh, weird. No. We'll see about it. Well, uh, update on my hair. My newest thing is that I just braid it at night after I've washed it. Love. See how it ends up the next day. Spray a bunch of hairspray and say, huh, better than when I just pull it up on a ponytail. I absolutely love that. Like. My hair, I've been doing something for the past couple of months, trying to, a particular haircut I've been growing my hair out for. And it's going to require like some kind of perm or curl, learning to curl them to enhance the curls that I have to get it. But like my sides are so much shorter than the, long, the length of my hair. So it's like a mohawk slash mullet almost. And so whenever it's not cut properly, I don't know what to do with it. It just kind of lives on top of my head. When it's yeah. cut properly, it looks very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> That's I like... Fifty bucks every two weeks to get my haircut. Dang, I am ready for a good haircut, um, but scheduling one has not happened yet. So, getting there. Is your audio? Does your audio feel okay? I think so. All right. Well, our intro was played. Did you like it? Let's. Did you guys like the intro? I hope so. I liked it. Yeah, Thank fresh you. new take. Shout out to Prep My Podcast for writing that music for us. They provided us with lots of music that we'll be using throughout the rest of uh, the cycle. 
for a very low fee and they were extremely helpful and gave me exactly what I want. The first time they messaged, I really didn't love it and they fixed it and it got to the point to where obviously we used it. So prep my podcast. You can find them on Facebook. I don't really know where else to find them because that's where I found them. That's fantastic. Yeah. So hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Regardless Hi. of what you're doing now to the live, which you're probably not because we really didn't advertise for our live very well this time, but <laughs> or if you're watching it later on, on Facebook or YouTube, or if you're listening to it as audio only on Monday, we're glad you're here regardless of where you are and when you are. <laughs> Millennials are the largest generation alive right now with the most education and the most debt. Life as a millennial in 2021 is unpredictable, and sometimes it's just downright fucked up. This podcast is just about that, with segments ranging from plant care to conspiracy theories. This cycle is going to be so much fun. Together, we will raise awareness, raise money, and have a great time. This is Millennial America Cycle 3, everyone. Yay! I'm Isaac Rogers. I'm here with my co-hosts, Holly Block and Kirsten Trambley. I'm so excited to be back in our virtual studio. How have you guys been? Let's have a little let's have a little life update. Whoever can go first, not me. <laughs> I mean, um, I'll go first. Go, Holly. Go, go, go. I don't too long. have any. I know. I don't really have any updates. My life is still an absolute mess. You have updates. You're doing fun things. You've made some changes. Uh-huh. School. Yeah, school. How are your plans? Please, with your practicum? Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, know I know your life more than you do. I did. I switched gears. Oh. No longer working with um, human tra- trafficking victims. I'm working with um, individuals who have committed sex offenses and uh, some impulse control and anger management clients. It's been a wild ride. I bet it has been, but that that's um. I can tell you that I've been triggered many times already. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, to write like part of my learning contract <laughs> is like I look really stoned. Is um. Like we have to like identify our, our personal biases and how it could impact like the services we provide for our clients and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, like men who abuse women trigger me. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's I don't understandable. Know, like, yeah. Like where do you even go with that? Like I, I understand that like, you know, but there's still times where I just want to like jump across the table and be like, what the fuck do you think you are? It's not even, and in, honestly, it's not even about like the offenses that are committed. It's the attitude towards the offenses afterward, and like mm-hmm. either like denial or just like you know disregard, yeah, or, and like the general attitudes towards women. Just like kind of like it's been a quite an experience. Yeah, I can imagine it. It would be. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it would require lots of strength. That I don't it think is. I have. Um, I know when people tell, when I tell people I work in childbirth, they're like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? I'm just like, I don't know. And <laughs> like, oh my God, how do you do this? Yeah, how do you do this? Because, yeah, I mean, I feel like any in any social work field, you're going to be triggered because yeah. you're, you're working with, you know, vulnerable populations who have experienced trauma and mental health and, you know. Right. But. To the level, to the extent. It just You're sucks. Such a rock star. It sucks to have to like look at it, you know, all the time. 
yeah. be reminded. Like, that's why I didn't go. This in, is how people think. That's why I didn't go into the medical field, just because yeah. of being in that and around that. Yeah. So that's been. No, like you. I love it. Like don't get me wrong. I do. I really enjoy it. It's just been very like jarring and like the transition and like just emotionally it tests it tests me. Yeah. my patience. Yeah. Can imagine. And my empathy, you know, because like number one so thing that we have to do mm -hmm. is display, demonstrate empathy. We don't have to actually feel it, but we have to demonstrate it because they are humans. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's I, the hard part for me. My crisis but. counseling training has taught me that some things you have you, that you might not support that some things, but you have to yes. acknowledge mm -hmm. and, and validate. Validate. Yes. Yeah. It's and very hard to do. It but, is. But it's, it's a learned behavior. It's it spills um, over into like your normal social conversation sometimes. Whenever a friend is struggling, it's like, "Thank you for coming to me today." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way you're feeling is out. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have to. I say that phrase all the time. The way you feel is. You're bad. not the only one feeling this way. Because <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. What do you say? But anyway, what else? I don't know. That's it, really. Just Getting married that. soon. Oh yeah, I'm planning a wedding too, which is absolutely <laughs> a nightmare. a a wedding dress '80s montage style fashion show where I can drink champagne and say fashion yes. Show, fashion oh. show. Fashion show. Fashion show. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Kelly Kapoor. Yeah. I love her. Mindy Kaling is everything. Yeah. She is. We're having a badass Halloween party. That's going to be something. Yeah. I'm not planning that though. I'm planning it. That has house. nothing to do with me because it's <laughs> one weekend after my wedding and I'm like, I think two weekends you in can row. have my house. But I will not be planning this. <laughs> I think anyone knows that when when I'm involved, I don't really allow a lot of people to help me plan and things. And that's perfectly fine. Kirsten, about your life update, update us. I know you've got some things. Yeah. So since we finished out cycle two, I am still in Seattle, still okay. job searching. I'm still a human being. Um, let's see what else. My sleep has gotten worse. Um, I've watched a lot of TV. That was even possible. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't have like stories. Like that was a good like story, Holly. You know, I don't have stories. I have deadlines coming up for my thesis writing that I've been putting off. Um, so I need to get up on that. And Isaac yeah. is making noise. Yeah. Um, I had to get ice for my Lonito. Finishing my capstone was like the best thing, like the best feeling in the whole entire world. Like now I just have to like make it through. These, yeah, these stupid fucking practicum hours, but you can do it. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. So that's Sorry what I'm telling trying. myself about writing. Yeah. Woo! I enjoy writing. I have all the materials. I just need to do it. And oh, just doing it is hard. We had this conversation at my practicum. The other day because my oh god is this what you told me what was the story you said the cringe story oh, i thought you were telling the story oh, i don't know you told me before wild wings with the man oh no oh. um this is I love buffalo wild wings. first in um my afi is like she's like uh sex expert i guess you could say i don't know she like 
He does like podcasts. I was listening to her podcast. Ooh, I don't want to. I don't. Podcast? Yes, I'll I'll give you the name of it. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I want to link up. We love um, sex here. Because I, I have a list of sex podcasts that I haven't listened to, but they yes. Are. But anyway, so we were having a conversation the other day about like you know, their Mormon church is really big here, and she was telling me how so many of her juvenile sex clients, sex, <clears throat> her. Juvenile clients who have a sex offended are Mormon. Yeah. And like we started talking about purity culture and how that fucks people up and like how they can't, they have no way to express their sexuality. And so, or, you know, learn about sex. So they go and check out their sister's vagina um, instead of, you know, a healthy you know, normal, you know, yeah, like normal Honestly, exploration with same age, non-related peers. <laughs> whenever you're ready, I have something I think might be very relevant. Tell me about it. So that's what kind, that's something, and a lot of people that listen to our podcast are likely going to be more leaning liberal, but we're escaping that. Um and they might not understand, but in the South, at least from my experience as a cisgendered male who did not come out until I was 18, growing up, I didn't really get a lot of information about sex. It was all about abstinence. Mm -hmm. Don't Same. do it. You don't need to Same. know about it, just don't do it. Same. So Same. for me, it was a little different just because I have known I was gay since I was a very, young man and i obviously lived in the south where a lot of people were not gay so i didn't have the opportunity necessarily to have options mm. as far as like dating or having sex i didn't really need to be safe because the only other gay boy in the school was the only one the other one i was having sex with and it was the same for him so it was like that was not necessarily a right. need there wasn't multiple people options if that makes sense yes and so can i clarify that there were yeah. other gay people in the school but like you two were the only two out to each other right there was no one like, there were other queer people within our, right. our years of school and like within yeah and then people that have come out since then and and people that haven't and so and <laughs> so they're still in the closet yeah. <laughs> there's um just a little difference. And so I think that that has not that, not that that's an excuse, but I think when people think of the South, a lot of times they think of situations like Holly was mentioning where, where, you know, you would check out your, your relatives or whatnot, genitalia or whatever to, to understand. Cause I feel like the South gets, gets that, rap a lot and there's not really as much open speaking like there is like out west where i live now and whatnot so that's just a thought yeah i i mean i think what you brought up holly is really interesting because i just watched lula rich um and i'd love to do an episode this cycle on uh, multi-level marketing schemes if you will um but they that company is um or was created by a couple who's Mormon. And if you like know Lula Rose clothing, which is mm -hmm. what the docu-series focuses on, um, 
they like very much fit within modesty, mm -hmm. like, their modesty rules. Um, yeah. And like, even though you wouldn't necessarily be able to wear the modest fitting clothes underneath them, it at least like would cover them. Um, and I just think that that's like another fascinating layer. But also I am obsessed with the Duggars in a borderline mm. healthy, borderline unhealthy way. Of, like there's <laughs> such a fascinating yeah. case study. Um, and yet watching them is so problematic because then it like gives them airtime. Um, but of course, Josh, their oldest son is teamed with scandals um, and it just keeps getting worse because he had no sex ed. And so when he got wow. curious about other genitalia other than his mm -hmm. own, he went to check out his sisters and a babysitter or cousin yeah. or somebody. Um, I don't think it was a cousin, actually. I think it was a babysitter. Um, mm -hmm. And then like he had sex scandals while married. And it's just like if he had a more liberating an expansive oh, understanding of sexuality. Like uh -huh. if he wanted to be polyamorous, like he may have the language and the understanding and the acceptance to do that. Yeah. And instead it was like exploring sisters, don't do that, we're gonna send you away. Okay, things are better a few decades later. No, they're not, they never were. Get married and do the right thing um, in air quotes. And then have like scandals outside of marriage but have a lot of kids with your wife and now not be able to see the kids without your wife around and be in custody of other adults like like not educating your first child on sex ed has messed him up now he's 30 something like i blame the parents yeah. and i blame him and of course it perpetuates in so many other ways and so yeah, yeah for those yeah. teenagers to just Wait. like explore in unhealthy ways is frustrating, but they're yeah. not the only yeah. people to be blamed. No, definitely not. And she actually did talk about the that documentary about Lulu Rowe and explained to me that like it was basically preying on these uh, Mormon wives who have no lives outside of their family. And it kind of like they, that they use the, the idea of like having their own like independence and like, identity outside of being a mother and a wife as a way to get them to buy in and yeah. like so many women like borrowed a shit ton of money without their husbands knowing like crazy shit yeah, yeah it's i can't wait to watch it when i have some time I don't oh it's so good it's only four episodes and they're like i think i wish it a podcast because i can do podcasts yeah all day love podcasts but i know you're busy so no pressure. But I'm like always in the car and or, you know. I love listening to podcasts. I I uh, have been listening to, what is it, Lofi Lofi music? Like, like background music, basically. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing homework instead of watching TV lately. Lo-fi, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, what is this oh, Lofi yeah. Lofi music? I'm so stupid. Girl, she's um, got Laffy Taffy or something. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Holly, I told Isaac earlier today that I heard some remix of Lean With It, Rock With It. And I was like, what freaking year is this? Yeah, I love it. Why that. is this on the radio today? That's so So funny. that's my millennial update. Millennial update. Well, speaking of millennial updates, before we get started with some fun millennial Jeopardy, Maybe with guests, maybe with not guests. <laughs> we will reveal our very first new cast member. Yay! 
But Carrie and I will be doing a new segment together. A lot of my really close friends, family, um, and professional acquaintances are coming on the podcast this uh, coming cycle. And we're going to have all kinds of different segments ranging from things that are educational to things that are mind rotting, like Carrie and I in our segment about reality television. Um, so that's something very exciting to look forward to. Um, we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back after like two minutes, we will play Millennial Jeopardy. I'm going to try to get Jesse's audio figured out, and then we'll be right back. You're like a circle that floats around me, keeping me safe and sound. And when I fall, you tied a rope to me. You're blessing me every day. I was down with an illusion, like a sparrow with broken wings. But now I shine with your reflection on me. I'm getting back up on my feet. You're like a circle that floats around me, keeping me safe and sound. And when I fall, you tied a rope to me. You're blessing me every day. I was down with an illusion, like a sparrow with broken wings. But now I shine with your reflection on me. Getting back up on my feet
Hello, we're back. Thank what you for fools? So we have one of our new segment co-hosts here with us, but for some reason we have no <laughs> c- control, no clue how to control this audio and can't let her in. But she's here and is going to comment back and forth with us via the chat box. But it is time to play Kirsten vs. Holly Millennial Jeopardy. You ready? B. Jeopardy is my game. Yeah. I'm really actually really bad at Jeopardy. So. Um, this is the game where we answer in questions. Yes. Is this the game that we answer in questions? <laughs> what is? Yes. What is? What is? The game that we answer in questions. We, we can't see Kirsten, but can does everything look right? Um, it's small, but yes. Oh, can I can you, expand my screen. Can you <laughs> can you see me right. or Holly? Yes, I can see you both. Okay, just keep in mind we How can't see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love my little potato head. You're I'm adorable. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, Holly, well, are we ready to play? I'll be the host. We've got three categories. When we were kids, millennial facts, and who's that millennial? Who wants to go first? I don't know how to choose. Youngest goes first. Alrighty, Kirsten, choose the category. Um, I'll go with who's that millennial for one hundred, Isaac. Okay. You have to read. This millennial became a world leader in two thousand eleven and is notoriously. Fond of nuclear weapons. Who's that millennial? Who's that girl? Who is not Kirsten? How did skip to Well, I mean, that's the correct answer. So sorry, Kirsten. Kim John. The way to think he's Wait, millennial. I think you were supposed to give Holly an opportunity to answer that. Oh, I didn't know it. So. Oh, I don't. I don't he's know. He's a millennial. Yeah, he sure is. God, that's scary. Okay. Yeah. Holly, what's your category? Uh, let's do When We Were Kids for 300, Isaac. Bum, ba, da, bum. What was the first name of everyone's friend on MySpace? Who is Tom? Oh, it's Tom. <laughs> Dang it, I knew that one. <laughs> I got so excited when I brought that on my question. <laughs> Does that mean you go again? Is that how Jeopardy works? Or is yeah. It- yeah. All right. Let's yeah, next category. Going until she All right. Let's do when we were kids for two hundred. Isaac. Someone's in a groove. What does VHS stand for? <laughs> uh, video Ooh. home system. Oh! <laughs> I was gonna guess that, but I was not confident. Right Kirsten on. and I went to Vi in the high school, I... so VHS is our, oh, is our school. VHS. <laughs> I didn't answer that one in a question, so sorry. All right. Formatting style I points. Kick removed. me off, Jeopardy. <laughs> Let's do when we were kids for one hundred. Saki. What handheld digital pet was created in Japan? Go ahead. <laughs> you already know the answer. What is it? I'm a country. Tell me. <laughs> Reminds me of Shit's Creek. I Did you ever have song. one? Yeah, yeah, I had like five or on yeah. one chain. Killed I them all. Know. I only I didn't even really understand how to play it. Didn't yeah, they came in McDonald's Happy Meal for a while. But I love this Shit's Creek episode where David was like, Alexis was wanting to like be in charge of the store for the day. And he's like, 
um, I can't trust you. And she said, is this about the stupid Tamagotchi, David? <laughs> and he was like, they were grown Tamagotchi. You had to actively kill them. <laughs> Let's do millennial facts for 100, please. Do millennials make 20% more or less than their parents on average a year? What is less? Go away, Ad. Correct. Okay. Less. I gotta stop getting him right. Millennial facts for 200. Oh. One third of Americans. Are they millennials or are they not? Um, I feel like it has to be more, but I guess. Um, what is true? No, one third. Damn it. <laughs> I was like, she could get this one wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Who's that millennial? For 200, please. Who is the richest woman I mean, in the world? Jeff Bezos cannot be a is millennial. That, is that your answer? I mean, 97 billion. Who's the richest millennial in the world? Is it Kylie Jenner? That's my final answer. Who is Kylie Jenner? Wait, wait, wait. Before I see it, um, who is Mark Zuckerberg? Woo! Good job, Kirsten. I feel like I totally Vanna White I clicking about those buttons. Yahoo. <laughs> you forgot about that Ding Facebook. Dong, Mark <laughs> Yahoo could have been a hilarious time if you did it on purpose. <laughs> All right, Kirsten, which one of the end facts? Um, you could tie the game here. Millennial facts for 300. In a global survey, over 68% of millennials said that their issue, that this issue was their top concern. Why do I get hard ones? Um, what is climate change? Mm, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, because it's globally. Okay. All right, well. It all comes down to right. who that millennial. Who's that girl? Which millennial athlete stars alongside Bugs Bunny in Space Jam oh, 2? Oh, no. Okay. Um. <laughs> Kirsten gets a sports question. <laughs> hey, but Kirsten's been basketballing it up lately. She's been a real uh, fan since she moved to Seattle. All right. Women's, women's WNBA, yeah. Seattle Storm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess who is LeBron James. Nice work, Kirsten. I was like, he's one of like four boys who I know who plays the basketball. Yeah, that, yeah, me too. Wow. Right, wow. How perfect. We are adorable. I didn't make a freaking, I didn't expect a tie, so I didn't make a final question. <laughs> Wait, do you have one that we can like wager our money on? Yeah, let's see. Just make one up. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see, I'm gonna come back. Whoa, Ooh, there we go. Infinity screen. Young Tabs is also here. We can Young hear Tabs. Tabs, can you hear us? Salam. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. What's up, Baba? Hi. Oh, my nephew making his Millennial America debut with his cute little face. I'm what so, are you I'm doing, so Bubba? He's like, what the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what a lovely hi. guest. Well, Tabby, you guys know. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, Katie. 
Hello. And Katie Hi. from the podcast. They'll be having their own segment on this cycle as well. What's up, Bubba? <laughs> He's very confused. He's like, not know what's going on. Many people in that phone. It's like my uncle was in there. Anyway. <laughs> Tab, your hat looks like you're uh, at Subway. What? Your hat looks like you're at Subway. Oh, I'm not at Subway. I that know. was where visors that we were. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to send my little high bun through my visor. Bubba, you, it's just the same people. He really is nosy, and I love it. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. What's going on, dude? Oh, he's oh yeah. <laughs> so, Tabitha, are you and Katie excited about your segment on this cycle? We're so excited. Talking about being moms and lesbians and shit? Yep. Pretty cool. Life. <laughs> Everyday life. Everyday life, yep. Well, we have Jesse on here too, but Jesse is unable to. We can't get her audio to work for some reason. But Jesse and Holly are having a segment. We can't get her face to work either. We can just see her little box. But um, Holly and Jesse will be having a segment this coming cycle about taking care of your plant house babies. Oh, and your different so little just, ferns and ficuses. We just, um... We just realized that our plant that we have, Baby Rogers, our first baby, is three years old. Oh my gosh! Congrats! I have nothing to do with keeping it alive. Katie had everything to do with it, but well, that's excellent. Did you say what type of plant? Yeah. What type of plant? Probably a green. We don't really know. It's a desert plant. Well, it has been lovely having your beautiful faces on. We're going to peace out now and play a brand new Millennial America segment. Okay. Look forward to seeing you all soon. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. 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 Say bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Love all of them. All righty, well... With the new Millennial America angle, of course, you've still got your politics. So let's watch slash listen to our first installment of my new segment, Political 411. Cycles. Hello and welcome. Millennial America looks a little different than our past two cycles. Although we aren't politically based anymore, you don't have to worry about missing all the hot political juice. I'm Isaac Rogers, and this is Political 411. The point of Political 411 is to bring you all the relevant political news that you don't want to and won't go searching for on your own. So let's get started. As COVID-19 and its related strains continue to wreak havoc on the United States and beyond, top government officials have been racking their brains on how to contain this virus when half the country isn't taking it seriously. Joe Biden has released his plan to combat the virus, which includes widespread vaccination and mask mandates. Naturally, people are pissed, but it's kind of funny to hear Republicans chanting, my body, my choice, isn't it? If you don't already know about the mandates, businesses, schools, and others can legally stop you from entering the building or using their services if they choose to. Also, vaccines are mandated for most government officials or employees who work for large businesses over 100 employees. The thing is, 
Vaccine mandates are not new. I don't understand. Like, all states require certain vaccinations before children can start school, and most universities do as well. Not only has this been going on for decades, but Americans have basically created an aggressive and evil aura associated with parents who don't vaccinate their children. And now, suddenly, you've all changed your mind? I think it's time to loosen your tinfoil hats and get the fucking vaccination, y'all. Now, it wouldn't be hot political juice if I didn't mention something fucked up coming from Florida or Texas, now would it? Not only is Texas struggling getting their infrastructure under control to support all the citizens without power, they are also hard at work trying to control the bodies of every woman in America. The notorious abortion ban has sent shockwaves and feelings of fear and despair throughout the nation. This new law bans abortion after six weeks, which also is a time when most women do not know they are pregnant, It also comes with several conditions, including fines and imprisonment for women getting an abortion, as well as the doctor who gives the abortion. Prize money is also being given out for abortion bounty hunters. Clearly, this law is unconstitutional and likely will die before it lives, but this is a wake-up call to Americans, showing us that conservatives holding the lifelong high court are not concerned with constitutional rights, but with their party agenda instead. If you live in Texas and need access to a safe and legal abortion, please visit millennialamericapod.com forward slash abortion is my right to see a list of options for you. This past week, Hollywood elite gathered to showcase their abstract looks at the annual Met Gala. Celebrities can expect to spend around $35,000 per ticket plus table cost, see an outpouring of bizarre and abstract fashions, as well as performances and apparently shitty food, according to Kiki Palmer. What they likely weren't expecting was an inner protest directed right at them. That's right, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, showed up to the gala with a message that no one could ignore. Sporting a long white dress with the words, Tax the Rich, on the back, it's safe to say that AOC stole the show. Now, with every protest comes criticism, and AOC has gotten them from all angles. The biggest critique has been that AOC purchased a $30,000 ticket, making her part of the elite, which has put out a hypocritical aura to some people regarding AOC. Well, I'm here to tell you that not only do New York government officials get a free ticket to the gala, the congresswoman hired Aurora James, a sustainably focused black woman immigrant designer based in Brooklyn, to make her dress. AOC, we see your bravery and we see that everybody is now talking about tax the rich. So, mission accomplished. Amidst the 2022 midterm elections, there has been a significant increase in Republican women running for congressional seats. While this is a shock considering the GOP's extensive history of discrimination and anti-woman legislation, it is definitely happening. While it is important to encourage candidates of all identifying genders to run for office and hold office, it is important to remember that a Republican woman is still a Republican. Hopefully, we will see the same rise on the ballot in progressive Green and Democratic women candidates, and maybe even a rise in millennials running for office as well. Midterm elections are going to take place November 8th of 2022, so it's so important to get to know your candidates and figure out who you're going to back now. Like I mentioned, the midterm elections are right around the corner, and Millennial America, as always, is focused on getting as many millennials and Generation Z registered to vote as possible. 
Your vote is your voice, and it needs to be heard. Visit MillennialAmericaPod.com forward slash vote to get help registering to vote and finding your polling place. Voting is sexy. You can also buy one of our Voting is Sexy t-shirts and help us fund programs that are fighting voter suppression and helping getting Americans ready to pull up to the ballot box. On Political 411, I give you facts. I don't fuck with fake news or bullshit. Thank you for the following for providing me with real, nonpartisan facts and figures. The Cut, Quartz, PolitiFact, Our World in Data, CNBC, WebMD, The Washington Post, The New York Times, and for dress information, AOC's Twitter page. Thank you for joining me for this political crash course. I love you, mask up, vax up, and don't be a dick. Yay! So that's our first political 411, a little political crash course to keep our roots grounded in millennial America, in American politics. What did you think, ladies? I loved it. That was Thank so fun. Know. Like, it was just like, boom, 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 info. Back. Here it is. I'm hoping to have some fun graphics and, and to get better as I create them, but that was my first attempt. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this, the facelifts that we have coming to cycle three. What's different about Millennial America? What's the same? Um, take a, a really quick break for an ad and then go into our first live recorded COVID culture segment. So um, Millennial America has had a lot of changes. Me and the whole team have been talking about have been talking about different aspects of the podcast and we've decided to take our direction off of the political path and more towards life as a millennial in general, which if you ask me is still politics because politics is our everyday life. But as far, exactly. But as far as, as far as human rights uh, philanthropy comes, we will not be straying away from our mission to continue to spread awareness for what's important to us as well as continue to raise money for those things that we, that we think are important. Um, that part definitely won't change. But the first thing about, the first change I want to talk about is going to be our different segments. We have over eight new new segments and over, I think we have six new segment hosts. So we have a lot of different people who I have known to be great at what they do. Um, we also have our first cast member who is a Generation X and not a millennial. Yeah. Nurse Donna, my stepmother basically, is going to come on and we have a really fun segment planned to keep you from going to WebMD whenever you're freaking out about what's going on with your health. Does that mean like <laughs> that I can comes straight from yeah, me? <laughs> I mean, that's like all you. It'd be like 1 a.m. I'll be texting Holly, are you awake? My left butt cheek issues. I think I have an STD. <laughs> and then by the time she wakes up, I've like, figured out I had a cure. Or <laughs> you're having a stroke. Or... Yeah, Those are not heart. the 1 a.m. texts that I get from Isaac, but that's okay. My BPM is up and my left arm hurts. Should I go to the emergency room? <laughs> 27 years old. <laughs> That's me. Uh, but we also have some fun. We also we have a couple of medical um, segments, I guess. We've got a couple um, lab, a labor and delivery nurse who's going to do a segment with my really good friend who is an RN. Talk about working through COVID and um, what it's been what it's been like working in a Can hospital talk about the pandemic. The- can they talk about the nurse shortage and all these yeah. nurses who are quitting because they don't want to be vaccinated? Yeah, what the I, had hell? A, I, have, I had a whole argument in my head with. You're prepped. 
No, just, you know how, like, when you start thinking about something, I don't know if anybody else does this. Maybe it's just me. But, like, you start thinking about something and then, like, you start constructing, like, a valid argument as to why you think that way. And, like, I literally had a whole argument in my head with a fictional nurse who didn't want to be vaccinated so she quit her job. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I get, like, Twitter threads in my head of, like, something I've read on the internet three days before. And I'm like, and this is how I would have taken them down. Yes. If I thought of it in the moment. Yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, I've never been confronted with a nurse who is quitting her job because she doesn't want to get vaccinated, but you know. Yeah, I don't I met know, one in my head and we had a conversation. And then afterwards she got vaccinated, didn't she? And then <laughs> yes, then she got vaccinated. Like I mentioned earlier, we also have a segment coming about coming to help you take care of your houseplants with Holly and Jesse, two of the best plant moms I know. Um, and Carrie and I are going to have a segment about reality television shows, as was mentioned earlier. Of course, we'll have the theology theater and things returning as a segment oh, yeah. for cycle three, as well as rise and shine with Holly B. <laughs> what I'm most excited about is the millennial America book club where we'll do two segments a month about a different book that you can choose to read or maybe you have already read it. And we'll invite everyone to have come, come on and have a good mutual conversation with us. Um, something else new, our website has a facelift. Um, if you've been listening the whole time, we do have a section of our website that helps direct people who are looking for safe abortion somewhere that's close to them and somewhere where they can access that help without having to worry about judgment. We also have voter registration information on our website as well as a way for you to interact with us on the podcast. So if you go to millennialamericapod.com forward slash interact, you can choose which segment is your favorite, which segment you want to talk about, enter your comment and your name, whatever name you choose, and we will read it and have it a part of our show. So it's a really easy way for you to interact with us in general or with a specific segment that might happen to be your favorite. That is ballin because I have not yet registered to vote since moving, so I need to do that. Yes. Also, Holly, I feel like you could do like an ASMR segment on chewing ice. Yeah, satisfying. Chewing ice. <laughs> it's not super loud, but it's just like a nice little crunch in the background. Yeah, your sister hates when I do that. My sister is very sensitive to that sort of thing. We um we did have an ASMR special on our very first cycle. Yeah. And it'll probably come back at some point. That little bit adorable baby that everybody saw eats like a grown man. And it's hilarious. And so my stepsister wants to make a YouTube of him eating his lunches. I don't get it, but it's cute. So we're going to take a real quick 30-second break. And when we come back, we're going to start our COVID culture segment and talk a little bit about what's almost been a full two years with COVID-19. Cray cray.
back. Okay. <laughs> this is our COVID culture yeah. segment. As I mentioned earlier, it's been close to two years with COVID-19 and it's gotten to the point to where life has not changed, but it's gotten to a new normal almost. Um, we did have kind of a hiccup at one point, like a, a moment where I think everyone was taking a sigh of relief. <coughs> bless you, bless you, <coughs> and bless you. But I think everyone, oh, there's more. Yeah. Oh wait, bless you. Bless, up, down, all around. That's it. Come on, girl, bless. <laughs> bless, bless, bless. Bless. If you're not gonna drink it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it um, does taste good. Just too strong. It's just look, my face is hot. It is warm. I can like see that it's warm physically. Then I have to drive home, and yeah. also it's a school night and a work night. Well, you just rest up all week because Sunday I expect you to get wild. So, um, speaking of COVID, um, Holly and I are attending an NFL game this Sunday. And in order to get prepared for our NFL game, we had to register ourselves through an app. Do you remember the name of the app? Uh, I have it right here. We had to upload our Clear. license pictures. It is called Clear. We uploaded our driver's license photos front and back. Oh. And we uploaded our COVID vaccination cards and that's what we'll scan at the at the gate to get into the game so they know we're vaccinated. Raiders right That's pretty yeah, cool. For me to get into uh, the WNBA games for the Seattle Storm, I have had to prove vaccination. To sit in the vaccination section, there is an unvax section. Um, what? And that's like supposed to help so that like those people are only in contact with each other. Um, and you're supposed to keep your mask on the entire time, except when you're eating and drinking. And it's mostly followed, but apparently at the last game I went to, there was this guy a few rows back who didn't have his mask on. And I'm like, if I knew that, I would have called him out. Uh, but someone who said it later. Yeah. Well, masks um, are required at, the, at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Like, you have to wear one to get in, but apparently some people just take them off. And I don't get it. Um yeah, it's wild. So, I really didn't think it, it was going to be this long. I, I believe the hype that it was going to be two weeks off from school. Yeah. L-O-L. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's I, been two years off of school. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's right now we're in like the hardest part almost because what we can see and what we're being told is that right now there's more COVID cases than there has been ever. Like at yeah. this point, it's the worst. But as far as like our government protections, the things that were keeping Americans safe are concerned, they're all suspended. Unemployment is over, eviction bans over, additional income is over. The only thing that's still going on is the tax, is the child tax um, situation where you get money for children. And Which is great, but that's like something that was already planned to be forward going rather than like temporary i believe technically, if, we, if we want to go by republican knowledge we've all have children inside of us right now that have rights so technically we should all be able to draw on all of them and i've got thousands mm. so well, my checks pay me for my They're eggs like firm checks <laughs> <laughs> quote of the episode Yo, bye, sperm checks. <laughs> but seriously we are that's the part that i'm like just lost on. It's like everyone's expecting everyone to get back to work and to flourish and to get things back to normal. Yet we're at the worst point that we've seen with this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, 
it obviously it could be different based on each person. But for me right now, I have more people that I know and people close to me that have or have had COVID recently than ever since it started. Um, my uncle has it right now. My mom just got over it. My grandmother just got over it. I had an uncle pass away from it not too long ago. Like it's starting to hit everyone. And these are not all family members who are like in the these same These are location. scattered. Yeah. yeah, these are scattered family members. They weren't at the same location. They couldn't have got it from each other or anything like that, any of them. And for me, if you're listening, I love you dearly and you're wonderful. But And they have getting over it or are getting over it and still are refusing to vaccinate and are still keeping their stance of no vaccination. And although I may love you, I think that's extremely irresponsible. And I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to open up these people who are terrified of the vaccination. Like it, I don't There's know. There's nothing. Yeah. I've even seen people who are like saying the apocalypse is coming. If you got vaccinated, you're going to be a zombie. And I'm like, okay, cool. I wish. I want to be a zombie. Zombies don't have to pay rent. I don't want to live. Zombies don't have to pay a car payment. Anyway. So turn me into a fucking zombie. Please. Mm. Send me to the moon with Jeff Bezos. Mm. I don't give a fuck. Zombify me. That's all I care about. My kids better be fucking zombies too. Question. Are kids getting vaccinated? You can if it's like 13 and up. 13 and up. 12. So it's not, there's, there's no. 12 and up. If you yeah. go to and university. And then Pfizer just said that they, that they have personally approved five to 11 year olds. And they're waiting for approval given to them to be able to give it out. Pfizer is one of the, is the most effective one, right? Uh, so I have read in the past week that Pfizer is the least effective. Moderna oh. is the most effective. Um, oh. I've I heard, but these are like fast. Johnson was the one that was like bad, right? Well, like they were looking at like hospitalization rates of people who received the vaccine and people who received more people who received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine were were hospitalized than who received the mm. Pfizer or the Moderna. And I'm pretty sure if Pfizer was like really high and the Moderna was like right there and then J&J was like super low. I can't remember though. But. Makes sense. I mean, I do want to point out that like we are three people who read trusted news sources and try to read yeah. like scientific unbiased um, articles and yet it's still difficult to wade through the information. And yeah. so in, in that line of thinking, like I can understand being concerned and having questions. Yeah. But I also know like if a vaccine has been approved, a vaccine has been approved. And so I'm going to take it. Right. Like that's, that's my thing. And if, <laughs> if you've been listening and you were listening to the, the political 411, that the thing that I can't seem to get over was if you t- go like four years ago, for example, you would see an outpouring of memes and people speaking out about not vaccinating your children. I've seen some very horrible heartless things posted about parents who don't choose to vaccinate their children acting as if that makes them a bad parent or that makes them inferior or a conspiracy theorist. And regardless of what you believe, there was a huge group of people who were taking the stance. You don't vaccinate your child. My child's going to be at risk of smallpox, mumps, what is it? Mumps, measles, and rubella. I mean, it's true. And and chicken. Yes, it's true. But now these people are like, Y'all, I don't think that vaccine had enough time. I don't really trust oh, it. Oh, you're saying the people who were shaming yeah. anti-vaxxers the anti-vax are, shamers now are now anti-vax. And it's just yeah. the same. And I, I will like, say Those this. people deserve shaming, so let's slow down. No, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Like, it's like, 
it it's very hypocritical it's very it's very yeah. much hypocritical anyone that's ever mm -hmm. spoken to me and has said the words there hasn't been enough time or whatnot has is not even close to being certified to make that kind of decision mm -hmm. i don't know how long a normal vaccine takes to produce i don't have that kind of random knowledge and I'm going to go on on a limb and say most Americans probably don't know anything that has to do with creating a vaccine. Well, it's definitely not one year, but. But COVID-19 did not come to us in 2020. There um, are there are facts and proof of COVID-19 being a situation decade not, before we even have had this. Because pandemic. coronaviruses. The coronavirus, not COVID-19. Coronavirus. There are yeah. songs that have coronavirus in it. There are TV shows where people yes. on Grey's Anatomy at some point someone has the coronavirus. Yes. And it was way before. Yes. I mean, I think Izzy was so, still around. So it was like early Grey's Anatomy. So the Anatomy. vaccines <laughs> have been working since then. So while people are not incorrect when they say vaccines can't be developed in one year, they are incorrect that the COVID-19 vaccine was developed in a year because right. it wasn't. COVID wasn't it was something already that developed it was just, just more yes, serious whenever up. it became a pandemic. It was individualized for <sighs> the COVID-19 strain. Right. They had to individualize it for that particular strain, but they had, like, we all know how fucking vaccines work. It's 2021. Which science? Another and like another doctors, science, <laughs> smart people. Yeah, like, smarter than me, people. Like, smarter I don't have that knowledge. People. If I can't pass a biology test on Buzzfeed, for fuck's sake, <laughs> I can't make decisions on yeah, no. whether or not vaccines are absolutely safe. not. But I do trust know. what the doctors say. That if I can get a vaccine in a doctor's office, that it's safe. Yeah. Right. It's FDA approved. Pfizer, I think, is FDA approved. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, that, that's something that's been driving me crazy because it's like, and I don't mean to pin this on religion in general. It's not, not everyone that is religious obviously thinks this way. But I feel like every single time something like this comes up, this happens. Every time something different or serious comes up, it's automatically the mark of the beast, the fucking returning, yeah. the apocalypse. world's ending, the apocalypse. You have to have a vaccination to go to a football game. That's that's what the Bible said, the mark of the beast. I can't. Or I can't. It's not I can't. I, the I beast, but it's can not. It's Nazis, communism. How many Mark of the Beast yeah, do you no need to pass before you yeah. realize that that's not what this is? Yeah. It's like it's like people who thought whenever year 2000 or 2020 came along, the world was going to fucking explode or some shit. It's like, what? Yeah. What? So I will say that in Christian texts, there are pieces of apocalyptic literature. None of them have to do with vaccines because, shocker, there weren't vaccines 2,000 <laughs> years ago. I know that may be surprising, but it was there also exist. wasn't white people back then. Just <laughs> or molecular molecular analysis devices. Yeah. So we're going to leave that part or aside. Um, so <laughs> we'll come back to that another time. Yeah. Um, and then there's this wonderful... I'm sure we have a segment that will cover it. <laughs> I follow on Twitter named Rabbi Danya Rutenberg, I think is her last name. And she's like, yo, I'm Jewish. And it's my obligation as a Jewish person to be vaccinated. Like, there's no reason. Don't come at me with religious exemptions like you can't you can't even um and i will vouch the same for christianity in my understanding both conservative and progressive christianity and all of the influx throughout that there is no reason to say as a christian i cannot be vaccinated yeah that is wrong that's horse that is wrong. shit 
Mm. There have been mandated vaccines since the fucking 1500s and get your ass vaccinated. That's what I've been saying since the beginning. Like I can, if you look back at, at moments in history, whenever people start, whenever they required the MMR vaccination, the measles, mumps, and rubella, which they still require to this day. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. For school. recently. I had to as well, and it's not cheap. That shit hurts. Yeah, it was like yeah. $50 too per dose, and there's two doses. Yeah, I think I did that like four years ago. I had insurance. But you have to have it. But you have to have it to get into universities, into schools, and it's not new. And people acted exactly how they're. It was the mark of the beast back then. So the beast been marking for. Been marking, been knocking. Minute. And someone let them in. It's, it's like I also relate masks with seatbelts. It's the same kind of situation. Whenever people, whenever they announced that you had to wear a seatbelt, there were ads in the news that were like, it's a death trap keeping you in your flaming vehicle of death and all these horrible things. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I think, I think seatbelts are probably for the best. And so here we are. Wearing your shoes inside places. Yeah. It's just like. Also a safety issue, right? American, America. It's, it's the same. I don't want to point fingers. I've done it a million times, but I try not to do it. But it's the same people who who are okay with the rights of others being infringed on or taken because of the color of their skin or where they're from that want to rise up and say, you're taking away my fucking right by making me wear this mask or making me get this vaccine. It's the same people. What right? Like, you think that the police have the right to murder someone because they're a little scared but you, that, that someone tries to get you to get a vaccination to protect the rest of the country. And you think that is infringing on your rights. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Don't I, I had a professor who said like when she's advocating strongly for something that she knows that people are also strongly opposing that she finds that rather than sharing like straight facts, but like going for empathy are the strongest modes of communication. And so in that line, like, thinking about the people of color who have been affected by COVID-19 in disproportionate amounts, whether that's by death, by illness, or by job loss, security, economic um, systems, whatever, like there has been a higher effect than white people, which, duh. Um, But then also with like, how many people know someone who's personally died or been affected by COVID? Pretty much everybody. And since cycle two ended, um, one of my best friends was best friends lost her mom. And that's been so hard because that was the first personal loss for me. Um, and it's just like to know that other people who knew my friend's mom refused to get vaccinated while my friend's mom passed away. And there's no going back on that is just devastating and heartbreaking. And so it's like, this is my plea that like, if you valued her life and if you value my friendship with this best friend, like, please vaccinate yourself because I don't want to see you gone next. Yeah. What's it going to take for people to start taking it seriously? Yeah. I mean, appealing to empathy is great, but like when, when people lack empathy or are unable to see beyond themselves or their situation or their, you know, circumstances yes you know to me it's it's like okay at one point you were saying this was a a ploy to get for the presidency that was what 
what it was at first. The COVID was the Democrats trying to push the healthcare agenda on everyone. Well, here we are. How long into the presidency? Closing in on, on, on a year? Not really, but like six months. Yeah. And, and uh, eight months. And it's still here. The ploy hasn't disappeared. And believe it or not, it's in other countries where they're not where they're not doing well, They don't give a shit about fucking American politics. Where women are in charge and, and healthcare is free. And yeah. people aren't, you know. Australia has, has been locked down for like fucking months now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Locked down. Yep, it's ridiculous. It's and New it's, Zealand is like on top of COVID, they're COVID free, basically. and their num- and their numbers yeah. are way lower than ours. Are there still the United States sure is still the New top Zealand country? Has like none. No cases. Like they're good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Americans are traveling to everywhere, but especially like mainland Americans going to Hawaii and taking up the few resources that are on the island that are already limited. When there are limited COVID resources as well is like sickening to me. Like yeah. if you're on the mainland and like you are where you live, like when you get COVID, you're kind of restricted to where you live and like that's life. But there's also an opportunity to be like airflown somewhere, I guess if you need to. Yeah. But if you're in Hawaii, like unless you live there full time, like you've made the choice to go there and yet, then when you're diagnosed with COVID while you're there, then you go into the hospital, taking up space from someone who already lives there and needs that space. And yeah, yeah. That's also, what I've like. seen a, a lot of like uh, things from people on Twitter who are disabled and saying like, I can't receive my regular medical care because of the like burnout from medical professionals as well as the lack of availability. And these are daily services I need. So now what do I do? Yeah. It all sucks. Here, here in Las Vegas, it's like people are coming here, bringing their COVID, going to festivals and not wearing masks, going and doing things, spreading COVID around our town, and then going home and keeping us from recovering. Yeah. And all those things are fine. Like, I understand that life needs to move on and that we need to, we can't be like shut in. Responsibly. Um, you know, I understand that we can't like close down all the resorts and all that shit forever. But since we can't do that, wear a fucking mask and take precautions. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? I know this has nothing to do with COVID, but also if you're going to a festival, like life is beautiful, Bonnaroo, if you're going to a festival, throw your motherfucking trash in the trash can, like throw it away, get rid of it. You may be tripping balls, but get rid of your motherfucking trash because you leave and fly back to your butthole town where no one knows where it is. And our town is left with your garbage all over the fucking place. We don't want you here and we don't want your garbage here. Well, we want you here. We don't want your COVID and we don't want your garbage. (laughs) Wear a mask. (laughs) Spend your money here with your mask on. Put your garbage in the fucking trash can and go home. Please. Amen. Like it's Ooh, ridiculous. Said they, amen. they cleaned up the stages and the amount of cups and and garbage and and wristbands just strewn about. We'll see it for the next fifteen fucking years. Fucking fucking flowing around Vegas. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. Well, give us one second, take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Hey y'all, it's Isaac from Millennial America, here to remind you that the midterm elections are right around the corner. Americans all around the country are either unable to register to vote due to financial hardships or because of a lack of knowledge of the process. At Millennial America, it's our goal to push every millennial and Zoomy we can to the polls. Everyone's voice needs to be heard. So starting September 20th, we will be running a sale on our Voting is Sexy t-shirts. Every t-shirt sold will allow us to further our reach and register even more American youth to vote. The last two elections, we have shown what we can do when we stand together and when we get out and vote. Republicans all over the country are trying to make it harder to vote, especially among the low-income citizens and minorities. The purchase of your t-shirt will help us combat that as well as allow us to educate and register Americans to use their voice. So visit Millennial America Pod forward slash vote to participate. Alrighty, well, this has been a real fun premiere, y'all. Our very first yeah. live premiere. We did it. We're gonna get back on Facebook soon to expand the audience. I got banned again, so we had you to. You did. God damn YouTube. it, Isaac. It's always my NFL. Car. It's it's always sports talk, and I'm like, I guarantee you, the person on the receiving end was not offended. This is how this works. What That's do you how say? Trash talk. I say cuss words a lot. I have a filthy mouth. Well, I but know we, that, but I just meant like, are there specific phrases that are like automatic ban? No, so for like what I said last time, <laughs> okay, probably we're insulting each other. So it probably seems like bullying, but it's a different environment. It's not the way I would speak to anyone in my Shits Creek group, but my NFL group telling someone to get a dick out of their mouth and, and look up stats is not offensive. They're going to say something right back to you. That's how it works when it comes to sports. Facebook doesn't understand that. Mm. And so that's where no, most of my banning context, comes yeah, from. Facebook that's doesn't context. Get context. It's like when I told your sister I was going to, she wasn't pregnant anymore, so I was going to kick her ass and I got a fucking 30 day ban. Yeah. Like, I'm not really going to kick Kevin's <laughs> ass, okay? I, she was just being oh stupid. God. Yeah, exactly. So one time I, it auto corrected the word H O W to H O E. The rest of the sentence made no sense, but because I thought I called someone a hoe, it kicked me off for 30 days. So so we're, we're working on that. Wow. We'll be back up on Facebook very soon. But I'm super excited about all the changes, all the new people, everything cool that we've got coming for Cycle 3. I hope that um, we can still get everyone's political juice in while while expanding our view and our, and our angle. But I'm excited to have you two back, and hell yeah. Cheers. Hell yeah. Cheers Hell to Michael yeah. Free, my Hell super yeah. autumn cup. Of, Ooh. Yeah, peach bubbly. This episode will be posted on Monday. This coming Monday or later today? This coming Monday. Oh, no, right. wait. Later today, like as in today. And then next week, you can expect a normal, brand new episode published at noon Pacific time on Monday. Specific Pacific. Specifically Pacific. Specifically Pacific. But until then, everyone, thank you for tuning in and bye. 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 Oh. <laughs>that was fun we should uh do it again sometime <laughs> we really are gonna miss you but until next week you can visit millennialamericapod.com and do a lot of cool shit you can visit our social media hub you can see what changes we've brought to the new cycle maybe buy some dope merch learn more about our team including all of our new members you can donate to some badass charities make a little bit of a difference 
you get interact with future episodes and you can do so much more check the website to see if we've got any live specials coming up and if not we will talk to you next monday peace out